A very warm welcome to the Strength and Skills podcast. A very warm welcome to the best podcast in the world. This is your most favorite host, Nick Tibusek. And with me is your other most favorite host in the world, the boss himself, Rado Bosic. Oh, yeah. What's up, people? Good morning, everyone. Today, we're going to talk about a topic we both don't like to talk about, but we have to talk about it. The thing is this, this Spanish word. The sin. It's the sin. It's cardio. 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 <laughs> Today, we're going to talk about cardio. And <laughs> I think we can start off. <laughs> Rado, please, can you explain to me? What is this cardio? Oh man, yeah, cardio. Uh, it's something that's risen in popularity in the last few years. Um, but looking at the sports scientific definition of it, it's basically every form of aerobic exercise that challenges your cardiovascular system. So it's the name itself, basically training your heart uh, to get stronger and better and delivering blood to your system so yeah it can be anything from running rowing cycling as long as it's in this aerobic um, threshold uh, area and anything about that then you're going into the anaerobic systems and training a different other system yeah that's perfect can you tell me why should i do cardio <laughs> well, uh, there's a lot of reasons for someone to do cardio. Um, you can kind of distribute that into three areas. Uh, I would say first one would be um, cardio for weight loss, then cardio for performance, and the last one would be cardio for general health. And we can definitely like go in depth into each of that area and see what effect does cardio have. So, yeah, let's maybe start with cardio for weight loss. Um, what do you think? It's is it a good weight loss tool or not so good? It's not. Okay. <laughs> that's it. That's my answer. Oh, no. Get more from me. Don't do it. <laughs> no. Um, actually, the, the the thing with that is everybody is loves to use cardio for. Um, <laughs> I'm going to pronounce that all the time. <laughs> We're going to keep that running. <laughs> so everybody loves to use cardio for, 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 for the fat loss. And um, actually, it's, it's just, when, when you look into the world of, of training, everybody thinks that's, that's the best way to do so because it's, in the end, it's pretty easy to get into it. Because you just, when it comes to running, you just leave the, the house and go. So yeah. that makes it pretty easy. And everybody thinks, yeah, okay, I just go for a run and then I'm, I'm going to lose my fat. But in the other hand, you, that's, that's like, okay, I want to travel somewhere. And I don't know, Rado, you you want to you would just want to want to travel to your grandparents in Croatia and you're living in Munich, and you just go there by your bike mm. instead of driving with the car. 
<laughs> because there are just other methods which make it much easier to lose body fat. And strength training is, in that case, definitely the better one because the thing with that is everybody uses cardio as, a, um, as, as something to lose body fat but doesn't think about what does that give to, for, as, a, as a signal to the body. Because um, when, when the body gets into, you know, let's bring this out a little bit bigger. You lose body fat when you burn more energy than you put into your body. Yeah. Cardio is a tool to burn more energy than you usually do. So in the end, of course, that works. But here comes the, 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 the very important thing for that. What you don't want to lose is muscle mass. Never, ever. And this is not because, oh, I want to be Arnold Schwarzenegger and I want to be the big, big bodybuilder or something like that. It's because muscle mass moves your body. Every Every movement you do, even if you just grab a cup of coffee, that's made by muscles. You don't want to lose that. And um, the signal that you're giving via cardio to the body is, I don't need anything of that. Because the body needs to get the signal via strength training in a diet in, when you're losing body fat. What I want to lose is body fat, of course. Yeah, because for, 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 the, for the body, that's a starvation modus. And um, at that point, you, you uh, have to think about that, that the body always wants to be efficient, as efficient as possible. So he loses everything that's possible to lose. Instead, I mean, of course, no, no, no tendons and bones. <laughs> but um, if, if you lose, you also lose muscle mass next to the fat. And if you give through strength, strength training, blah, 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 um, the stimulus, I need that. Don't kill it. That's a very important stimulus because you don't want to lose that because you, you probably want to lose body fat because you want to look better and feel better. <laughs> and you're going to look better when you have some more muscle mass. Even if you're very, very skinny and don't have a lot of muscle mass, it looks better when you have more. I think we can agree on that. <laughs> and the other one is a health reason. You don't want to lose that muscle mass because of health reasons. You will need that as much muscle mass as possible, especially because you're going to be on this planet for pretty much 90 years or something like that. And when you are old, you will be very happy about every little gram of muscle mass you have. So don't burn it. Don't kill it. Yeah, don't don't kill it, cardio. Um, yeah, I'm absolutely with you there. So, cardio is is a tool for weight loss, but not an effective tool. Um, I think that a lot of people think that cardio is this ultimate go-to when it comes to weight loss and just increasing energy expenditure. When in fact, you know, like it's it's not a, that easy to say. Oh. When, for example, you look at the treadmills at the gym and they show you how much calories you've burned, you know, and basically how to do that, because it isn't the same for each person. And people fall into this trap, you know, oh, I burned two, 200 calories now. I'm already in a 500 calorie deficit, you know, um, 
together with the um, energy that you intake, you know, for example. And people view calories as a thing when it's actually something that derives from a more complex system because the body is a complex system. So it's not that simple to say that uh, you've burned this amount just because this machine says that. So definitely don't fall into this trap of thinking, hey, the treadmill told me I'm in a 200 calorie, I lost 200 calories, I burned them off. That probably isn't true, you know? Um, As you said, you can use it as a tool to just increase your energy expenditure a lot, a bit more through um, increasing your activity levels. But the main thing when it comes to weight loss is getting the energy deficit in. And also if your goal, of course, is maintaining muscle mass, then you absolutely want to train heavy. Um, So yeah, you can use cardio, but be careful with that. Yeah, and I think what is also very, very important at that point is to say there are different kinds of cardio. You have like uh, high intensity uh, intensity training kinds of cardio. That's maybe like you go for several interval runs, mm-hmm. um, which can definitely work a lot better to uh, increase that that burning effect. I don't like to use that word, but I think it makes every everything a little bit better to understand. But on the other hand. Um, there's of course also another tool in that in that toolbox, um, and that's called LIS low intensity steady state, and that's actually just go for a walk. Yeah, going for a walk, and that's pretty much also just increasing how much energy you use over the day by going for a walk without fatiguing yourself. So you can train harder and more. Yeah. And that's another kind of cardio. That's actually the kind of cardio I would prefer in that case. But yeah. on the other hand, going for a run is not that bad. So don't get into the trap that we already brought up here thinking, oh yes, cardio is shit. And that's not true. Because at that point, we really have to say that uh, even if we are not the biggest fans of it, there are things where you can definitely use it. And you already mentioned that. Um, Next to losing body fat via cardio, you had, I think, two other points. Yeah, performance and health. So, yeah, let's just dive into the performance stuff. Please. Yeah. Um, so if you want to only increase your cardio capacity, most probably um, the best thing for that, because I think we had a question in the group. Someone yes. wanted to. Yeah. Well, yeah well, sure. we, we do have a Facebook group, yeah. the uh, hybrid athlete community, and you are very, very warmly invited to join us there. Um, because you can shoot the questions uh, that you might have about all the topics of nutrition and training in there. Uh, We discuss them and sometimes we bring them up into the podcast like we do right now. And um, one of them was uh, the questions that we got asked was, is it possible to use um, cardio for uh, faster regeneration in between sets? Mm -hmm. 
And this is most probably like normal strength or hypertrophy training sets and not sets of intervals yeah. in cardio training. So yeah, and it's really hard to draw a connection between these two because you have to be careful as we are using different systems here, different systems of energy delivery. Yeah. So if you want to increase your cardio capacity, you want to train your cardio of course, of course. And it's shown that a mixture of high intensity and low intensity of mo or moderate intensity cardio is the best uh, because it tackles uh, both the VO2 max as well as the energy delivery. So if you want to increase your cardio, do a mix of those two. But cardio for strength training, um, it's really tough to say whether or not it's going to increase your recovery rate. Most probably not, because um, as I said, you're not using the same system. You know? yeah. And um, cardio training is going to make you more efficient when it comes to cardio training. And what's going to increase your recovery rate, um, I see like strength endurance training as a better option for that rather than um, cardio training. So if you want to increase your recovery rate on pull-ups in between sets, probably doing high rep pull-ups is going to make you better at that because you're going to build more strength endurance as a consequence, you know? Yeah. I think the, the thing here is to mention um, people might think it will help you because maybe maybe your breathing gets better or something like that but actually everybody who does maybe a set of 12 in squats is going to breathe breathe heavily after the words even if, if you are a good runner you're going to breathe heavily after that yeah um, the other point is that i might think that people think is um the thing with the lactate that you probably will be able to bring that level a little bit, a little bit down a little bit faster than, than, than when you don't do cardio. And for myself, I would say it can happen. There is a chance that you do it, but for that, you have to mention That's probably if you are a runner that does high-intensive tra training, sprints, interval stuff like that, then it might be. But not if you are someone who's running for, I don't know, two hours. Yeah. Probably not. The thing with that is science says nope. And a lot of people tell others, yeah, but I feel, felt it that way. And that's a little bit different, um, difficult at that point, because there's no, no evidence for it, but a lot of people say it. And that's, that's the difficult thing about it. Mm -hmm. um, sometimes, yeah, <laughs> not, not, yeah, it's, it, that, that's actually the difficulty in, at that point. Um, But as already you said, I think the, the point with the, with the um, strength endurance probably will help a lot better with that. Yeah. On the other hand, that's most of the time also, in my opinion, um, something, what, do you, what are you used to? Mm -hmm. Like this basic conditioning aspect, you know? 
habits. Like you will get better at what you do. And it's basically pretty straightforward, you know. When you just tell yourself, okay, I'm going to just rest for three minutes after every set and you set yourself a timer, you will get used to that. Yeah. That's the thing. The body will adapt to that. So faster regeneration in between sets will probably not come from that. It can, but probably, maybe it can. Maybe we have to say it like that, but probably will not happen. Yeah. So, um, that's interesting because I, I, <laughs> we, we, we went into that. And, um, in, in the German episode. Mm -hmm. And that's where I said, yeah, I think it, it will probably have helped with that. Because I, in my head, I remember by myself that I felt like I had a better regeneration with that in between sets. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But when you go into science, science says something different. And that's the, that's the interesting part of it. Yeah, and I mean, you also have to be careful with uh, scientific things, not to take them, or always take them with a grain of salt, you know, yeah. always have a critical view at it and don't jump on the bad bandwagon of the latest review or report, you know. Yeah. Um, anecdotal experience is also important. And I have to say that I had similar experience. Um, But then again, when I look back at it, when I was running the most, I was also training strength endurance the most. Yeah. So I can't really say, you know, that cardio directly improved my recovery between sets. That's, that's actually the same for me. Yeah, exactly. Well, so. There might be something, but maybe also not. Yeah. In the end, you, you can't really say that. Um, what is definitely to say is there is a better regeneration in between sessions when you bring cardio in there yeah. but there is to say it's mostly for wait i mean if you had a heavy leg day the day before and today you're gonna go for a run you're probably gonna be a little bit better regenerated um tomorrow that's because you increase blood flow there and that helps a lot you can do that for the upper body via rowing but I wouldn't, uh, I probably, I don't think I would find a solution for pushing exercises to <laughs> have there some, some, some improvements on that. But um, actually yeah. the thing with that is, yes, you do have a better regeneration in between sessions, but mm, yeah, that, that's mostly it. I think that's it. Yeah. You, you, you do have, you might have positive effects from cardio on your regeneration, but uh, you also have to be careful with this, not to overdo it because it might uh, influence your regeneration then in a negative way, you know? So uh, like doing high intensity training for your regeneration and on your rest day probably isn't the best idea for, you know, general regeneration of the body uh, because it's gonna wreck your whole system And not only the muscles, but also the CNS, most probably, you know, and then you yeah. won't be ready for sets of squats on the following day. Yeah. So in terms of regeneration, uh, I would keep cardio at this uh, low intensity steady state, or maybe go into the moderate intensity steady state cardio, if you have the capacity to do so, and if it doesn't kill you, you know, so it should be really like RPE six effort, you know, even lower than that. Yeah. 
that's very important to say. That's very important to say. And um, another thing that I would like to throw in here, when you do that, please always make sure to separate your cardio sessions from your strength sessions. If you have to train him on the same day, please make sure to do that at least in the morning and the other one in the, in the evening so that you have as much time in between as possible. Please do so. Because these are two different systems that you train. And um, you will always kill a little bit of the effect of the one of the, that you trained one of the systems, you know? Uh, there's the Arab and the anaerobic system. And, but it's, it's good to have both trained, definitely, for health reasons. Um, the, the, the problem with that is <laughs> um, when, when you train one, you probably can't train the other one well because the body can't switch just like, and then I'm into the other system. He needs some time in between that. And that's, that, that's a little bit the issue here um, that a lot of people do their strength training and afterwards some, some uh, cardio. That's a classic in the gym. Oh, yeah, after that, I went for a 45 uh, minute of slow and steady run or maybe on the, on the, on the classic stepper or stuff like that, you know. And that, that's, a, that's, that's a problem because you're training two different systems. Yeah? When you do your running in the morning, that's amazing. Then you go to work and after work, you just go for your strength training. Great thing to do so. If you have the time for that, um, if possible, do it in another day. <laughs> that, sorry, yeah, that, that, that was that was it. That, that, yeah, maybe to add on to that, with in terms of the interfer interference effect, that you know, like if you do a one-hour run before your lower body session, you know you might have a negative effect on your train sets then because you're pre-fatigued by it. And it can also go the other way around. If you're an endurance athlete and you do your strength work before your endurance training, you won't probably have the same endurance performance as in the case where you didn't do the strength training before. So it's important to separate those and set the priorities and keep it at a level where one does not interfere with the other. So yeah, that's very important. As you said, separate them by either in the morning or in the evening or other days. That's probably better than doing it together. I think there's also one thing to mention here. Um, what is very important for me to, 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 to bring in here for the health reasons. Um, let's, let's talk about, especially when it comes to running and walking, which is kind of uh, maybe like cardio. Um, when you walk, your whole hip and the complete body always has to stabilize on a very, very low level, but you have to stabilize. And in a world where we, especially here in the Western world, um, we don't walk a lot. The problem with that is that everything gets stiff and the stabilizing muscles on your bones, in the hip especially, um, how can I say that? It degenerate. You know, you, 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 
you just lose them because you don't use them. And sometimes, especially for that stuff, they, they are made to stabilize you while walking because the body is designed to walk, <laughs> you know? And I mean, when you look back into the time, this is the way humans went hunting. We followed the deer for like 20 miles until it broke down because it wasn't able to keep on moving and we were able to do so. You know, so the body is designed to move, to walk long distance. So we are not used to that anymore. And we lose that a lot. And of course, yeah, we, we, we don't need to walk that much, but it is good to walk at least a little bit or maybe run a little bit um, to keep the body just in motion for that because it helps the body to use these stabilizing little muscles. And this is, this is not about big quads and glutes. This is pretty much about the small, little, little stabilizing parts um, that help you just not losing your, <laughs> your, your leg that is fixed to the hip, you know? Yeah. Just the small stuff, but it, it, it helps the body a lot <laughs> with that. And something that I really um, saw with a lot of athletes, I have to bring that in here, um, especially when it comes to peaking phases, when uh, the, um, the athletes have to squat with very high intensity and probably don't do a lot of reps and all that stuff with the lower body, especially um, it helps them to stay healthy a lot when they walk more. And you can, of course, bring them into Yeah, you can run a little bit. I wouldn't do that because um, it, especially in that phase, uh, you, you definitely will get into trouble with uh, some, some fatiguing stuff. So go for, go for some walks in that time, a little bit more than usually. Maybe if you like to, I don't know, what's, what's the classic amount of steps people do? Six to 8,000, include yeah. that from to 10 to 12. So something like that, yeah. yeah. Of course, there are people who do, I don't know, 20,000 steps. We, we have a new athlete. She's doing like 20,000 steps on a day as usual because she just likes to walk. <laughs> And some, sometimes that, that can be a problem because she has to eat a lot, a lot. And when I talk about a lot, I'm talking about a lot, like 3,000 calories a day. That's a lot for her. Wow. <laughs> um, so you definitely can increase the that, that by that but that's also a little bit it's a time investment um, yeah. that will change definitely when you just have to do some more stuff sometimes you have to do more sometimes you have to do less all right um But that, that's what I wanted to mention there. There's also a half reason to move, actually. Um, when we go into this thing with the um, fat burning again, would you say it's a good way to... to what, what is actually a good way to do cardio to lose fat? Yeah, so you in order to get into this quote-unquote fat burning state um, most probably it is going to be better to do low intensity um, steady state cardio or moderate intensity because it's going to uh, tackle the systems which require you to have energy for 
prolonged periods of time. On the other hand, with high intensity training, you will use more of the carbohydrates as an energy source uh, because you need this quick energy delivery systems. Yep. Um, but we have to make this differentiation between uh, fat from your nutrition and the fat that is stored in your body because people kind of mistake those as the same thing and they think, all right, if I walk for a long period of time or if I run for a long period of time, I'm going to burn all of the fat around my muscle, around my belly, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, no, most probably not, you know, uh, primary source of energy is going to be the fat from your nutrition and low intensity cardio training is simply going to increase uh, your fat oxidation rate and it's going to make you more efficient at oxidizing, oxidizing, oxidizing fat or in other words, just using fat as an energy source. So, yeah, that's basically it. Uh, what about this afterburn effect? Yeah, that's quite a, quite of a tricky topic, you know? <laughs> like, <laughs> sure, there is something like that. Um, I mean, what do people think of this when they mention it? It's probably this um, increased rate of energy usage even after you stop an activity. Um, and yeah, sure, this does exist and it's in different rates with different, um, exercises and activities, uh, with cardio, I wouldn't say it's too high, you know, um, like strength training through a prolonged period of time is probably going to have a bigger effect on your energy expenditure than cardio training because, you know, you're using, um, bigger systems, different systems, and also maintaining muscle mass uh, costs a lot of, a lot more energy than just yeah. doing cardio, you know, so. Yeah. I think yeah. what is to mention here is um, when you when you go into this, um, how you do cardio and how you do strength training, actually, mm-hmm. um, you, you, as you already mentioned, you do use it a little bit different. When you go into cardio, the body gets into the state of, I want to use as low energy as possible as po- uh, th- that there is. The body gets into that state. So um, he gets as efficient as possible. The body always does that. The body also does that when you do strength training. Here's the big but. As you have to move the weight that you want to move, you always have to use as many muscle fibers as needed to move that weight. So in the end, the body will always get efficient at that. So when you have to move your body for a longer period of time, maybe when you're running, the body will get used to that and will not use maybe like all of the muscle fibers that you have in the leg. So he will get efficient at that. So he will not use too many of them because he just want not to spend too much energy on that. That's a little bit different when you do strength training because you use more muscle fibers at that point because you have to. Because, when, I don't know, when you do a squat, something like that, when you don't, <laughs> when you don't move that weight, you die. <laughs> That's what the body thinks. <laughs> 
<laughs> he wants to use everything he has to move that weight. Of course, there will happen sometimes the, the, the thing that you probably are not strong enough for it or not strong enough anymore because you have so much muscle fatigue. But in the end, in the, in the first beginning, the body always will use everything to protect yourself from having this load on your spine. So he will use that. And that's the big difference in between strength training and uh, the cardio thing. The body will use the muscle fibers in a different way. And that's why you um, have that case that you probably not going to have such a big afterburn effect after, after cardio. Because you used the, the muscle fibers a little bit more and a little bit it's a little bit hard for me to explain it. I'm, 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 uh, yeah, basically, you're using a lot more muscle fibers in a sense of quantity. Yeah. Um, and because of that, your body simply needs a lot more energy to compensate for that, for that activity that you did. And because of that, it's going to have this increased energy expenditure after the exercise. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, so... I think it's pretty clear. I hope so. <laughs> All right. So when you are someone who wants to combine cardio and strength training during a week, uh, let's let's have an example. We do have an athlete who's uh, a policeman and he has to do his running tests for the police. And of course, he wants to do his strength training too. So what are we doing here? Um, we are combining cardio with his strength training because the cardio he has to pass the tests and of course he has his own strength goals um, yeah. at that point what what we did for him uh, was okay he has two sessions of cardio a week mm -hmm. not, not more was not needed yeah, sure. what we are doing is some interval running by the beginning of the week afterwards he has an upper body pull session and then an upper body push session then we train legs two days after. After the leg training, he has a very low intensity running session. So that's that's like his now fifth day of training. And afterwards, he has a full body session where he also does legs. So we have the frequency of two per muscle group we brought in two times of cardio so he can train pretty much everything on point he will not be fatigued on the leg day from the running he will not be on the run uh, at, at the at the running he will not be fatigued from the leg day so we keep that pretty far away from each other and he still has enough time to rest and enough time to grow so that is an example of how you can actually do it. And from, from what we see right now, it works pretty well. Um, he is also on a diet and is losing his fat pretty good. <laughs> we have to say it like that. Um, so uh, that's actually an example of how you can actually do it. When you have a different split, it might be a little bit different. 
Uh, I mean, in the last episode, we talked about uh, a lot of different split variations. And um, now we have to bring in this new thing that fatigues you too, the cardio. And that's, that's very important to understand when you do uh, interval running um, or some, some, some hit running stuff, things like that and sprints and I don't know, whatever you do there. Um, that will affect your system and you will definitely have an impact on your training from that. And vice versa, of course. Yeah. The, the, when, when your goal is to run faster, then strength training will also affect that. Um, and that's, that's why we always have to think about these things here. Um, so please make sure to separate it in a way that you don't kill yourself because you trained legs and you went running. Same is about, of course, also for swimming. When you do an upper body pulling session, that should be a little bit far away from your next swimming session. And when you did your swimming session, it's not good to do your pulling session the next day. I hope everybody got that. It's also not the best idea to I don't know, go for a big uh, cycling thing. Like, like one of our athletes is doing that this weekend. He's, he's going for 250 kilometers uh, bicycle tour. And I say, okay, forget about the leg day. You will probably not be able to do so. And he, he knew that, of course. Yeah? But um, it, because it will affect each other. And as we are in the deload, it's all good. He can do so. I mean, it will not kill kill his central nervous system. Of course not, because you you ride that not in the fastest way that you ride it. But that's, I think, very important to say at that point. These things will affect each other. And please keep them away from each other as much as possible. All right. I think we covered pretty much everything. Um, if you liked this episode and you are one of these guys who like to help other people, please share this one on your social media and um, please feel free to uh, send it to those who probably need it because they are running and uh, doing some, some uh, strength training too, or they are on, on, their, uh, on their journey of fat losing. Please share this one with them. Do us the favor. Um, if you liked it, also feel free to join our um, hybrid athlete community on Facebook. Uh, you're very warm welcome there. Um, yes. And that's pretty much it for today. Have a good one. Have a good run. Have a good training. And we see or hear each other or you hear us. You hear us on the next episode. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs>